SAFM Sports Wrap. It's just gone 6.30 on SFM 104 to uh, 107. Hello and welcome to the PSL Radio Show. I'm Dwayne DeLocca. We're going to be chatting PSL for the next half hour. We're going to get straight into it as well. It's a busy show that we've got coming up with the Nedbank Cup just ahead of us, beginning this week. And, of course, uh, some fine PSL action over this uh, past weekend. Coming up on the show tonight, we'll have, amongst others, uh, a young man who's been making waves down in Maritzburg United. That's right. We'll be chatting to Dylan uh, McCaw, the left winger. And we'll catch up with... Of a fun goalkeeper Jackson Mabuhane as well. He's part of a Black Aces squad that's going to be taking on Maritzburg United in the Ned Bank Cup later this week. But yep, all my focus has been very much on the Cricket World Cup lately. I won't deny it. I have been staying up late. So if I slur during the program, you have to forgive me. Or at least I hope you do. That's it. We'll get straight into the sports news as well. Some great news for South Africa football. South Africa leading 2-0 over Cote d'Ivoire in their opening match of the CAF Under-17 Championships in Niger. Uh, it's uh, Sibonga Konke Mbata who gave the Amajibos the lead just before the half-time. And I can tell you that following in his father's footsteps, Kanisa Mayo has just added a second. Mali and Cameroon meet in the second Group B match later this evening. Bear in mind the four semi-finalists qualify for the 2015 FIFA World Cup uh, Youth Championships in Chile in October. Further afield, Preston North End manager Simon Simon Grayson hopes to again mastermind an FA Cup victory over 11-time winners Manchester United when they visit his uh, League One side in the fifth round tonight. Grayson led Leeds United uh, 30 aside then to a 1-0 win at Old Trafford. Uh, in 2010. Cricket news, Ireland pulled off a shock win at the Cricket World Cup when they beat two-time champions West Indies by four wickets in Nelson. Natalie Germanos has the details. Ireland have managed to gain a reputation as being giant killers, in particular in World Cups. Of course, they had that famous victory over Pakistan in the 2007 World Cup, which knocked Pakistan out of the tournament. This time around, in their first group match, they have now beaten the West Indies by four wickets and with 25 balls to spare. The West Indies were asked to bat first in relatively bowler-friendly conditions up front, with the ball moving around a little bit in Nelson at the Saxton Oval. But the West Indies found themselves in all sorts of trouble at 87 for five, having lost their top five batsmen quite cheaply. Then Lendl Simmons and Darren Sammy came together and put on a brilliant partnership of 154 for the sixth wicket, which is tied with the record for West Indies for the sixth wicket, tying with Richie Richardson and Jeff Dujan, who made 154 against Pakistan in 1991. Lendl Simmons finished with 102 of 84 balls with nine fours and five sixes, his second ODI century of his career, with his second 50 coming off just 23 balls. Darren Sammy made 89 from 67, hitting nine fours and four sixes, while Russell contributed at a very good 27 from 13 with three fours and one six. And it seemed at the time that the target of 305 was going to be enough for the West Indies to defend. Little did they know that the Ireland batsmen had other ideas. From Ireland's point of view in terms of their chase, they paced their innings to absolute perfection. They were never in any trouble. And from a West Indies point of view, they looked absolutely clueless and seemed to have no ideas against the Irish batsmen. Ireland started with a good opening partnership of 71 when William Porterfield was dismissed by Chris Gale for 23. But then there was a good partnership between Paul Sterling and Ed Joyce, which just about took the game out of West Indies' hands. They, made, uh, they got the score up to 177 in the 
28th over. And it was an absolutely brilliant partnership, and the rest of the batsmen were able to then continue the contributions. Paul Sterling finished with 92 of 84 deliveries, hitting 9 fours and 3 sixes, and eventually was caught by the keeper Ramden of the bowling of Marlon Samuels. Paul Sterling was given the Man of the Match award as well, but there was also contributions from Ed Joyce and Nyla O'Brien. Ed Joyce hit 84 from 67, hitting 10 fours and 2 sixes, and spending 111 minutes at the crease. Nyla O'Brien was undefeated at the end, making 79 from 60, with 11 fours to his name. They managed to pass the target in the 46th over. In the end, Jerome Taylor did pick up three wickets for the West Indies, but he went for 71 runs in 8.5 overs, which gives him an economy rate of over 8 to the over. From a West Indies point of view, they tried a few different bowlers, eight of them in fact, but just never had any answers to the Irishman who put together an absolutely perfect chase and now find themselves third on the table in Pool B. Matthew Germanis for SFM Sport. Meanwhile, uh, Scotland get their Cricket World Cup campaign off to a tough start when they face the informed hosts New Zealand in Dunedin at midnight tonight. The Black Caps, who began the tournament with a 98-run win over Sri Lanka, will not take the game lightly, having only managed to beat the Scots by a single run last October. Scotland coming to this tournament with confidence, though, having thrashed Ireland and only just losing to West Indies in their warm-up matches. Finally, in uh, rugby news, it's Varsity Cup rugby on today. Despite four yellow cards in the second half, the enemy New Madiba's led uh, beat the newcomers CUT 34-13 as round two of the Varsity Cup began in Port Elizabeth. Two matches have just kicked off, UJ hosting Schimler's and Tux welcoming the defending champions UCT Ikees in tonight's late fixture, which will be televised, kicking off at 7pm. Three-time champions Marty's welcome last year's finalists Pucker to the Dani Craven Stadium in Stellenbosch. And that's your sports news. CSL Radio Show. Let's get straight into the uh, PSL action It resumed last Wednesday, of course, and continued in uh, fine fashion this past weekend. But, uh, Brian Moffat King, commentator and analyst, is in the studio. Brian, Amazulu's woes continue, Swallows lose again, and New Zealander makes an impact, and Pulaguane City up to fifth. Oh, yeah, it's one of those weekends where you <laughs> sit down and think about what could have gone wrong. I mean, really, you don't want to be Amazulu now. No, Morocco Swallows. And the game between Free State Stars and... Uh, I'm a tough, yes. I mean, you were doing the game. I thought to myself, you've got to think to yourself, when are the goals going to come? You know, after one all, you thought maybe there'll be some more goals coming up. And they just didn't have the right uh, soccer boot, did they? No, they certainly didn't. With 17 shots on target, but the goalkeepers were kept busy. But ultimately, some, some serious misses from a few players. Sekula, joint leading goal scorer, but struggling to hit that ball cleanly. Ultimately, though... Uh, Two red cards for Valentine's Day. Sebonga Kumbane and Lithonola Majoro. Discipline this weekend? <laughs> it was it was a big problem, especially in a game yesterday. Also, I was doing the Amazulu versus uh, Bloemfontein Celtic game. We could have seen five red cards mm-hmm. easily if the referee was not in a loving mood. I mean, he just decided, <laughs> you know what? I've given one red card, so I've, sk- I've shown my support for Valentine's Day. Let me move on now and start on the game to play. But I mean... Mobizela's red card for me was totally unforgiven. You cannot forgive a player of his of his stature, a player whose experience as he is. He knows that he's always been watched by referees. And he goes in there, yes, he not touched a player, but intention was there. He had his elbow up and a both went for the ball. Yeah, the player went down dramatically so afterwards. Mark Van Yeren is still lucky to have left to still stay in the field of play. Santi was lucky to stay in the field of play. A few players, in fact, in a game between Celtic and Amazul were lucky to stay on the field of play. Mm. But poor Fanny Madida. What can you do to try and get your players to score? 
than miss. I mean, everything else was done by Swallows, but score goals. I mean, Buisi Lawana, for me, was the biggest culprit in that game on Saturday night. He had four one-on-ones. The goalkeeper literally beaten. We call one because the goalkeeper was there, but the goalkeeper was wrong-footed. The ball was laid into his path. Champagne passed as it was, coming on the right-hand side of the field from Rado Chabangu, who proved once again why he's such a good player for Morocco Swallows, but couldn't find a back of Eventually substituted, and Felix Obara scored a goal. But then, how to concede a goal? Right at the death, with the ball literally hitting the, the crossbar and coming back into play. Greg Atafia went out there. He looked to be the only person trying to get the ball when all the Swallows players were watching. And then, eventually, we slotted him by Rindan and Doe for them to lose by two goals to one. Not good at all for them. Certainly not. But Pulugwan City now up to uh, fifth. As, uh, some sides continue to frustrate their coaches and others continue to shoot themselves in the foot. But uh, I want to talk about two fi- uh, PSL fixtures that were coming up midweek. Wits and Chiefs are obviously having played in continental competition this past weekend. Uh, they're away to Swallows and Supersport respectively. But uh, there's one name that stands out for Supersport United. Jerry Brocky made a bit of an impact this weekend, the winner against Aces. It was a crucial goal. I mean, he came very early. But at the end of the day, I mean, when, when, when he was signed, Gordon Eagleson was on record to say they need his experience. He'll bring something different to the team. He's disciplined. He knows how to read the game. And he proved that over the weekend. I mean, since coming into the country, he has proven that he knows what he has to do. He knows his job. And then he did exactly that on Saturday against a side that everybody would have given Aces a chance to win over Supersport at any given time. And for him to find the back of the net in a tie was like, wow. And then eventually winning ahead of a crucial game against Kaza Chiefs on Tuesday. That set things up very nicely for them. Now also playing on Wednesday, not league fixtures, near bank cup fixtures. Orlando Pirates, defending champions, taking on uh, a, a Pirates legend in Jerry Scorsano's Tornado FC. And then Black Aces and Maritzburg United. You know, the, the, the Tornado FC game for me, I always love supporting the underdogs. And I know that a lot of guys that I know from uh, the... Uh, uh, who we'll follow football in the lower ranks were saying, finally, there'll be a team that's going to make Pirates run and make them run a lot, especially with Majora not being available for this coming fish because of the red card he got. And uh, we'll try and see new combinations that work out. But then I think a player will actually marvel and be happy for a game like this will be that Taborahale uh, because that will be the sort of game you'll want where he can just run throughout and maybe try and score something. But then Aces against Marisbeck United, a wounded side, five matches not a win. I think they're a dangerous team. Marisbeck United will go there. They're also struggling on their own Marisbeck United. So it will depend on who wants it the most to eventually emerge victorious there. Well, it's going to be an intriguing fixture. But uh, Chelsea, Manchester City, they've already been dumped out of the FA Cup to lower league sides. So Tornado, they, they've got their hopes. <laughs> and, and Manchester United play Preston North End, of course, uh, tonight as well. We yeah. predicted the uh, results there. But uh, you reckon there's going to be some decent fixtures coming up the weekend's Netbank Cup fixtures as well. What's your pick of the action there? The big one for me will have to be the one between uh, Amazul and Golenaros, the KZN Derby on Friday night. Mm. That will be one of the big games that is happening in KZN and Amazul now. Will they start focusing now on trying to get and win the, 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 uh, getting to the next stage in the Netbank Cup remember Golden Arrows are within the top three teams that actually fight in promotion into the Premier Division and I remember yesterday a colleague Tempo Chogozela was saying you know what end of the season it would be Amazulu swapping Arrows in the Premier Division it might just be one of those fights over the weekend coming up I'm not a came to look at as well is that between Kaza Chiefs and Edusport because then they will also come to Jobek and say, you know, Chiefs look to be fluttering a bit here. Let's just try and see if we can get something over them. And that should be another one to look forward to. Celtic are going to be in action soon as well. They will also be without a key player who got a yellow card also yesterday. So a lot of talk about this coming weekend. But for me, surely just to be the Kazan and Derby that will stand out. Yeah, I think, Amazula against Aros. I think that's the game. In there. I, I, I don't want to say it, but yes, perhaps they are on a similar level right now. Anyway, Prime is game. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, yes, Jay.
MBC for Kopta, Namusa Tuvenube, under the leadership of Premier Honorable Sandom Kunu, is inviting all local government officials to the Back to Basics program launch. The details for the launch are on the 17th of February 2015 at the Royal Showgrounds in Pitamarisberg. In today's fast-paced world, everyone wants convenience. In fact, information at your fingertips is the way to go. That's why SABC TV Licenses is pleased to bring you a new and convenient way to find out your account balance without having to stand in queues or even call in. Simply SMS your ID number or your TV license account number to 44210, that number again, 44210, and your account balance will be sent to you immediately by return SMS. Standard rates apply. Simple, easy, convenient. SABC TV Licenses. Just another way we're making a difference. The Portfolio Committee on Communications hereby invites institutions and or individuals to nominate a person to fill a vacancy of non-executive member to the Board of the South African Broadcasting Corporation Limited, which arose from the resignation of a member of the Board for the remainder of the term of office of the current Board. It will be until the 24th of September 2018. Nominees must have expertise and experience in broadcasting policy and technology, broadcasting regulation, media law, business practice and finance, journalism, entertainment and education and labour issues. Nominations and inquiries must be addressed to the committee secretary, Mr. Temengosingoma, Portfolio Committee on Communications. You can email him tngoma at parliament.gov.za or fax to 086-522-5740. Telephonic inquiries can be made to 021-403-3733 or 083-709-8407. Closing date for nominations is Friday the 27th of February 2015 at 4pm. Please note that nominees will be subjected to qualifications, checks and security clearance. Late submissions will not be considered. This is SAFM 104-107. Now, a man who made his debut against the new African champions, Kurawai, in last year's Nelson Mandela Challenge, where he actually kept a clean sheet. And in four Bafana Bafana caps, he's only conceded one goal, and that was in a one-all draw against Senegal at this uh, 2015 Africa Cup of Nations. But he's been having to focus now on club commitments since his return, and it's certainly a pleasure to welcome the Black Aces goalkeeper, Jackson Mabokhani, to the show. Jackson, thanks for joining us. Hello. Thank you. Thank you very much, Dwayne, for having me. Uh, really good season overall, but... Ace is now just uh, looking to be struggling a little, winless in the last five matches now. And what happened against Supersport this weekend? Yeah, uh, we, we haven't been collecting uh, points as, 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 as much as we've done uh, last year, somewhere in the mid, in the mid, in the mid, mid, mid half of uh, the first round. But uh, I think we will pick up. We missed quite a lot of chances against Supersport, uh, you know, and we, we considered a an early goal, which which obviously allowed them to sit back as they were away from home, you know. But uh, we created a lot of chances, and another thing that obviously has also affected us a bit is uh, we, we we lost quite a couple of players, so we've been having uh, too many changes to our lineup, you know. But uh, we, we're playing well; we're still doing okay, and uh, we should start winning our games. Well, looking ahead, you've got Maritzburg United in the Dead Bank Cup round of uh, 32. It's always tough to play Steve Compeller's teams, isn't it? It is, it is. It's very difficult because all those teams that we that we've played so far, they, they also just played for points. You know, we played Platinum Stars last Wednesday in the league, and then we played Super Sport on, on Saturday in the league, and uh, we're having a cup game against Marisbeck, who also need to do well. You know, they've also not been collecting points, uh, but obviously now it's, it'll be a cup game, and uh, they also want to do well in the cup. Uh, if I remember well, I think they knocked us out in the Telcom knockout, and... Uh, 
I think it's, it's our time, it's our turn now to, to also take them out of the cup. Jackson, do you prepare differently for uh, sort of matches where you, the possibility of extra time is a reality? Uh, for cup matches, for example, do you practice saving penalties? Uh, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, the coaches also emphasise that you know, uh, cup matches, you know, uh, the, the least you make, the, the least mistakes you make, the better for for you because uh, one mistake can cost you the the game because uh, you know one goal can win it. Uh, which also obviously it's it's one thing he's also uh, told us about his experience in, in most of the cup finals that he has been, you know, he's found himself uh, his team uh, losing by an odd goal, you know. So it's, it's you know we prepare we prepare differently, and uh, obviously we also make sure that uh, we practice uh, our penalties, we practice our set pieces because, as I said, only the one goal can can help you to win the matches, and obviously if not. Then you you should obviously be able to circulate the penalties. You know, I've often described your style as, as, as very refined, and it, it takes me all the way back to when I first saw you at Sundowns. You looked a lot more polished than many other young goalkeepers that I'd seen. But what makes you different to the other keepers? What makes your style unique? Do you think? Uh, Dwayne, I think it's, it's just uh, hard work. You know, I've 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 been fortunate to 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 go through development, and I've I've been uh, the skill of excellence. Where obviously I was, uh, I didn't really have a goalkeeper coach, but I was I was fortunate enough to to play some competitive football at a very young age. You know, uh, I remember it was at Chiefs in the you know under 17, so we used to compete against each other. The late Senzo was a pirate. You know, we played school tournaments and things like so. It, it, it always gives you that uh, that edge over over keepers that that obviously start off uh, late. So. I think that's, that's one thing that has helped me, and, and I've also put in a lot of hard work. You know, as, as you mentioned, sundowns. I've always made sure that I keep my head uh, on the ground and, and, and put in some extra work, work on my kicking technique, and, and work on all the other aspects instead of, uh, you know, what obviously most players do. Sometimes they they suck when they're not playing and things like that. So I made sure that I keep my head on the ground and I kept on working on my game, kept on working on trying to improve myself. You know, so I think that has helped me a lot and starting to bear fruit for me. Are you working on dealing with crosses, though? Absolutely. That, that's obviously uh, an area that uh, most uh, South African kickers we, we, we struggle with, uh, that we can we can lie about. So it's it's, it's, it's an area that I, I also know that I have to to work much more on my on my on it, you know, in my game. But I also believe that that one comes with with more game time. You know, uh, you can you can really get quality crosses at training because you you you, you unchallenged. You know what I mean? So it's it's, 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 it's one of the, those difficult things that it's, it's uh, difficult to work on, you know. But uh, with more game time, you you, you obviously start getting used to it and you start getting more comfortable to to go out and collect under pressure and all those things. So, yeah, it's, it's just one of those aspects of my game that I, I, I obviously believe that it should come right uh, in no time. Jackson, keeping players like Stoke City's uh, Mama Viram Diouf, keeping uh, Southampton's Sadio Mane, the former Liverpool man Musa Saar, keeping those guys from scoring at the, the Africa Cup of Nations, I mean, it's obviously got to bring a certain amount of confidence to you. And Has, has that learning been brought back to your club football? Yeah, those are big names in, in football and in African football. You know, we, we, we know those guys are playing the top leagues. It, it gives you confidence as a player to make sure that I'm coming up against the top players and and you know making sure that you keep the clean sheets sometimes or you 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 obviously give in a, a very good a solid performance it, it gives you the confidence as a player it helps you to grow as a player as well and 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 sometimes you know uh i think as you know goalkeeping is, is, is it's all about it quite a lot of it covers a lot of aspects in a game you need to communicate well 
with your defenders, you know, sometimes to avoid making those crucial saves. So uh, those are some of the things that obviously uh, I've learned, you know, when, when you're talking about AFCON, I've learned that, you know, when you communicate very well with your defenders, it, it makes your job uh, much less, and uh, which, which which is something that I, I feel uh, we did very well in in, you know, in our match against Senegal, and and that helps me as well uh, going into my into my uh, into my into my club to make sure that you know if I if I can get the communication right with my defenders, then we'll be well organized, and I'll be I'll be less troubled, and I'll not have to make uh, too many saves as I think I've, I've been doing. In quite uh, in our past games, yeah. Fair enough, Jackson. Well, you, you did brilliantly at Afcon, and uh, certainly wish you the best of luck midweek against uh, Maritzburg United. Thank you very much, Dwayne. And uh, yeah, I hope we can give our, our supporters uh, something to smile about. And I'll, I'm positive that we'll obviously go very far in this in this competition. PSL Radio Show. So this is FM 104-107. Now, uh, we're talking about Nedbank Cup fixtures coming up in midweek. Of course, Maritzburg United and uh, Black Aces go head-to-head. And let's hear now from uh, one of the Maritzburg United uh, youngsters, a 21-year-old who actually uh, made a breakthrough this season, coming through from the lower tiers of South African football into the top flight and uh, ad- more than adequately acquitting himself in football. Left-winger Diolan Makua, who's on the line. Uh, Diolan, thanks for joining us. Hello. Thanks, thanks so much. This is your first season, uh, but how do you feel right now? You you still incredibly excited to playing in the PSL, or have you actually allowed yourself to settle a little? Yeah, I'm very happy to play in the PSL. I'm not settled as yet, but I'm getting there. Very tough, tough league. Yeah, well, it's a tough league, and it, it was a really tough, tough start league. for you. You got uh, yeah. you got to make your debut against the defending league champions, Mamelodi Sundowns. How, how did that feel? Well, it was great experience for me. I was nervous. That the coach told us should go out and play your football, and then we took that instruction and we done well. Well, what's it like working under Steve, and how did you manage to adjust to Maritzburg United under him? Uh, he's a great coach. I managed to adjust well the type of football that he played, so that suited me very well. And yeah, I got my chance and I proved it, and I done very well in playing it. What's the spirit like amongst the players right now ahead of the uh, Nedbank Cup game against Black Aces uh, coming up on Wednesday? Uh, very good. Guys is focused. We need to go through to the Nedbank. Uh, preparations is going well. Training looking good. I think we'll win this match on Wednesday. You talk about training. Have you guys been practicing penalties just in case? Yeah, we practice penalties every time. Just in case, you know. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, Black Aces, though, they're a side that's winless in their last five. Does, uh, does it make any difference when you're preparing to face a side, their, their recent form? Yeah, very different. But we're going to take our game to them and show them what we can do. And surely we're going to get three points and go to the next round. Well, to the next round is what you want to do, yeah, indeed. Now, listen, yeah. let, me, let me just go back to that debut of yours. I spoke about your debut against Sundowns. Remember, the, the man that scored yeah. the equaliser in that game was uh, Mohamed Awal for, uh, for you guys. Yeah. He's just been sold to the Saudi side, Al-Shabaab, of course. But how did it feel watching him as your teammate then, representing his country, Ghana, at the Africa Cup of Nations? And does it help you feel inspired, or do you, you harbour any hopes of representing your country one day? Yes, uh, makes me feel inspired, makes me to work harder. Maybe one day I can get a chance to play for my national team and represent my colours. Uh, what's, what's your strength, Diolan? My strength is taking on players putting the ball in the box and my strikers to score. Yeah. When you were playing at Young Cavaliers, uh, I know it's SAB League, Regional League, but 
Were you a regular goal scorer? Were you somebody that proved more creative in the goal scoring department? I used to score uh, some games, but I always used to create goals for my players and opportunities. And that works, and that's where it got me today. Has the club communicated to the players regarding any sort of aims? Uh, and is there any pressure on you to, to, to go on and do particularly well in this Nedbank Cup, perhaps even go on and win it? Yeah, there's uh, a bit pressure because everybody is looking to go through and to win. So, yeah, as we come in from a loss against it, so we need to do good in this game and take it. Can I just ask you on a personal note? I mean, you, you hail from Wentworth, uh, in KZN. I mean, players like Clinton Larson, like Gary Goldstone, come from, from Wentworth as well. Do you, do you draw inspiration from those who've actually come before you? Yeah, I look up to them as they coaches now. Uh, I was always looking up to them. Maybe I could play under them at one stage. But yeah, that's great to have them coming from the same area where I am from. Can I just ask you as well, regarding John Painshill, I mean, here's a guy who was international captain of his country for, for years. Have you, have you used the opportunity to spend some extra time with somebody as vastly experienced as, as John Painshill and, and hope that it rubs off on you? Yes, uh, me and John speak a lot. He gives me a lot of advice before the game. And after the game, he tells me where I went wrong, what to do and what not to do. And so that helps me a lot. I take a lot of uh, chats with him. We talk a lot. So that's a great experience because he's been uh, long in the game of football. So, yeah. If you're on the pitch at the end of 120 minutes and it needs to go to penalties on Wednesday, are you going to be one of those players with your hand up saying, I want to take a penalty, give me the ball? I'll surely, I'll surely will take a penalty. Nice and confident. I can hear the smile in your voice there, actually, Dylan. <laughs> Listen, I think your uh, between injuries, I think your uh, your play has been superb so far in your uh, top flight appearances, and I wish you the best of luck against Black Aces on Wednesday. Three and a half minutes to seven on this FM, 104 to 107. Uh, well, uh, let's, uh, let's get straight into the action with Kaiser Chiefs. Uh, you might have watched the uh, 2-1 win over Township Rollers in the CAF Champions League on Saturday. If you're a Chiefs fan, you might have noticed as well that uh, Tefo Mashamaita retained the captain's armband. Itumilin Kune was not wearing the captain's armband despite returning. Stuart Baxter explains why. Itu did well what he had to do. You know, he, 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 didn't, he didn't have a lot to do, but what he did, he did okay. I think it was... Uh, it was a nice touch by Itu in the in the in the in the, the squad meeting to say that he thinks that Masha should retain the armband. We had a talk about that, me and Itu, and we agreed that that would be the best the best solution. And Itu stood up and told Masha he thinks he should continue as captain until he's 100% and he's back as a regular, not just as a finding his feet, so to speak. So that was Itumilin Kune returning from his ankle injury that uh, playing in the 2-1 win of the Township Rollers, it wasn't all convincing from Kaiser Chiefs who now take that uh, 2-1 advantage into the away leg, the return leg. But uh, Stuart Baxter also says they, they learned a few lessons. You always learn lessons from, uh, from every game. Last year's campaign, probably, probably more about the recuperation from long journeys and the tactical aspects, we thought we got it. We got it. We could have been a bit more pragmatic when we played Vita away, but apart from that, we thought we got it okay. The earlier rounds, we've chosen. We've chosen not to try to meddle too much, both in the beginning of the season and and the beginning of the restart. So we've tried not to meddle too much, but we will. We will obviously have to rotate because when you rotate too much, you lose your balance and you lose your the players' sort of familiarity with each other. They get into a bit of a rhythm. 
And so even if you can play good football, you play it sporadically instead of playing it permanently. So we won't, we won't rotate as much as we, as we did last, last time round. And also we think that this opponent is better than the ones we met early in the, the campaign last year. Well, I started off the sports news by telling you that uh, South Africa were leading Cote d'Ivoire by two goals to nil in their opening match of the CAF Under-17 Championships in Niger. I can tell you the match has just finished, and South Africa only played to a two-all draw. They conceded twice in the last 15 minutes, Cote d'Ivoire fighting back hard which uh, doesn't give South Africa the perfect platform to launch a campaign to make the semi-finals of this competition. Of course, that's the aim for Amajimbos. They are looking to be one of the four semi-finalists to then qualify for the 2015 uh, FIFA Under-17 World Championships. That will be taking place in uh, Chile in October and into November as well. Well, certainly, if you uh, are looking forward to the sport, I hope you enjoy the action between New Zealand and Scotland tonight. And one wonders if Scotland can do a little something uh, like Ireland did against West Indies, they just looked so lacklustre West Indies, they just couldn't get into gear, they couldn't get out of first gear not even Chris Gale, not even Marlon Samuels until Lendl Simmons came, I thought with the batting turnaround they'd managed to do something to revive themselves, but the bowling was absolutely abysmal, well done to Ireland let's see, we hope for a few more uh, upsets in this tournament, that's it now Lady Malera is up after the news with a talk shop from uh, Siobhan Chetty, producer and me Dwayne DeLocker, have a lovely evening, cheers it's 7 o'clock